you're listening to Radio Reverb 97.2 FM. This is Burden of Proof with Colin and Reese. It's going to be another lovely show, I should hope. It's starting to feel a bit more like spring now. It is spring has sprung. My, my spirits have lifted, despite the, the horrible, horrible things going on yeah. on the other side of the world. Yeah, yeah. I think we should start by just saying that I hope, um, I hope that that's you know the whole thing gets sorted out as quickly as possible. It's a horrible thing to happen, uh, and especially um, especially in that part of the world as well, which was hit by 2004. Uh, not so long ago in Boxing Day. Um, we are going to start with uh, Goodbye Stranger by Supertramp. Uh, I, any objections? No, no, carry on. I mean, that's acceptable to me. Good. Excellent <laughs> stuff. I have to get everything ratified by a committee before I start playing well, uh, yes. anything. Uh, and all the uh, all the flunkies in the studio have to uh, have to agree to it as well. Yeah, I polled them earlier. Yeah, yeah I bet you did. <laughs> Before the dawn And I really have enjoyed my stay But I must be moving on Like a king without a castle Like a queen without a throne I'm an early morning lover And I must be moving on Now I believe in what you say
Devo with uh, Girl You Want and before that was uh, Superdrum with uh, Goodbye Stranger off uh, my favourite Superdrum album (laughs) the very best of Superdrum yes lots of very contemporary music there yeah absolutely we like to keep it fresh yes yeah so how's your week been Reese? yeah yeah, it's been pretty good actually yeah I've been doing a bit of uh, teaching about the place and uh, and and, yeah generally Uh, I've got uh, a bit hungover today actually um, went out last night Every show, yeah. Well, I was rolls in with his entourage, <laughs> leery-eyed, wearing his sunglasses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, his PA apologising for him. Yeah, uh, and it was good. It was good. I went to uh, we went to a nice little uh, the Thai restaurant opposite the ra- the White Rabbit uh, Kensington Gardens. Oh, that uh, is very nice. Cruan, uh, and it was uh, it was very good and very reasonably priced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, and then we went to. Um, to a, a cocktail bar and um, and people just got very drunk uh, and then I, I which sort cocktail of, bar did I you sort of thought well, I think we better leave now because uh, the management were were raising an eyebrow about the amount of <laughs> the amount of uh, drinks being spilt and other people's glasses being smashed on the floor so uh, so we had to leave uh, right. yeah before we were um, before we were removed but it was good it was fun but I still you know we, it was uh, it was one of those days when um, when you sort of uh, it was still early bed sort of thing, so I'm, fe- I'm feeling kind of okay today. Had a nice ba- bacon and scrambled eggs for breakfast. Uh, yeah, so that's it. So uh, my week's been all right. Wow. In short. I was going to say, that was quite the tale. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and yourself? Uh, nothing nothing quite so fun, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I had pancake day, that was nice. Yeah, pancake day around your house, that was yes, good. to which you came and visited. I did. Graced us with your presence. Graced you with our bacon. And bacon, yeah, you brought bacon. Yeah. Bacon brought home the bacon. Bacon and maple syrup on uh, American pancakes. Is quite a treat, and yes. uh, and uh, it's it's just from a packet that that American pancake stuff, isn't it? Is it? From, yeah, yeah, it's from a box. Is it? It's from a box. Well, you know, when box. I said packet, I was using that as an umbrella term. Yes. For not made from scratch. Yes. Uh, but uh, pre pre mixed sort of thing. Um, you still put, I think, some eggs and junk in it. You still uh, do stuff with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you it's talk- like buy, almost like buying a box of flour, but like special flour. Right. Magic flour. Magic flour. <laughs> 
Uh, good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I might, I might get myself. Uh, is is that box freely available? Uh, yes, readily uh, available in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Stuff's called Bisquick that we happen to use. Mm. Other brands are available. Other I'm sure. Other brands, I'm sure, are available. Well, I might give that a go actually because the bacon maple syrup uh, American pancake combination. Yeah, uh, it's quite. Uh, I've always been. I was a convert to the American pancake the first time I ever tried one. I do think they are superior to the European thin pancake or crepe. <laughs> crepe. Got to pop the p. Crepe. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really good. Re- it sounds really good on the radio as well. I bet. Yeah, I bet that causes all sorts of fun. Yeah. Kind of this nice is why you're in charge of all the knobs and dials. A nice little uh, level cracking pop there. Yes. Um. So another uh, action-packed show as uh, as. As I'm sure you are used to uh, now from uh, from us, and Burden of Proof. Uh, there will be a better late than never. There will be uh, a, 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 the, spa- the second uh, version of instalment of Wiki Walks, and um, and yeah, and then and then possibly if we can find one, a listen play review. I was going to say I was about to ask where listen play reviews. I was also pulling a slight face because you seem to be doing some kind of furious leg tap going on. Yeah, sorry, I don't think my legs quite work. You got, it seems like you've got restless leg syndrome or something. I might have. What's I, going on? I don't know. I think I think it's just just um, the sort of last night just sort of leaving my body. Uh, so you just got the jitters. In a final convulsion, yeah. This is, this is, you're DT. making me worried now. No, I'm absolutely When we went out, like, yeah, last weekend, uh, I can't remember who it was I was sat next to, but I was sat next to someone who was doing that the whole time in the pub, just their knee just going the whole time. Yeah, annoying, isn't it? It's very annoying. Very yeah. annoying. <laughs> I mean, I'm just across from you and it was annoying me a little bit. Yeah. But it was actually reminding me, it was taking me back to last Saturday when we were out. Oh, well, I hate, I hate, to, um, I hate to bring back such painful memories for it you. It was, it was terrible. I do apologise for that. Uh, last Saturday, of course, we went bowling. Yes. Uh, and went to the pizza hut and, uh, and it was good. And, and it yeah, was. went bowling a nice Italian, followed by a small independent pub. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, by Mr. Weatherspoon. Mm. Uh, but yeah, stuffed crust meat feast. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. And the bowling wasn't too bad. Uh, I didn't get a strike, which is not. I, I normally get at least one strike in a. Are you sad about in that? a visit? Yeah, one or two, but uh, not even one. Not even a whiff. Not even a whiff of I, a I got like two spares the entire time. The rest of it was just sort of sixes and sevens. Yeah, you did look like kind of an idiot. Staff were laughing at you. Yeah, I know. For a large portion of it. That was one of the first kind of nights out I've had at the Brighton Marina yeah. since your birthday a couple of years back when we went to the casino. Yeah. Well, the casino, yeah. But I, I'm still not... I don't know I don't know that the Brighton Marina is the place for me. I'm not sold on it, to be honest. It's it's a, it's a We kind of went there as a sort of ironic thing uh, last weekend, didn't we? Yeah, it um, seemed that way. But, uh, no, I mean, it, the problem is that it's a bit too far away. I think when they we first... We still ironically gave them a load of money, though. Yeah, I mean, we ironically did uh, spend... And then we ironically got drunk. Yeah. And then it, ironically, you know, just mucked about. It's just full of irony, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you say it's ironic, you can basically <laughs> behave like an idiot. Um, but uh, it, no, it was good. It was good. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just a bit too far away. I think I think that when they first uh, sort of planned the marina, I think they sort of thought that that would be a major draw. Uh, and I think I guess it is, but it's mainly sort of sort of uh, kids and families and stuff that that go there on a on a Saturday afternoon when we were there. Yes. Mm. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. Seemed nice enough, I suppose. It was nice. If that's your sort of thing. If that's your sort of thing, then you'll like it. Yes. Uh, yeah. So there we go. Um, we're going to play uh, a song. I'm not entirely sure what yet because I need to. Uh, I need to find. Are you being, are you being rushed, Reese? Yeah. You, you seem harried. No. No, no. You're just going to casually. Harried or hurried? Harried. 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 Right. Okay. Um, hurried is a different word. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right there. Uh, you can't. Uh, can't get that past you. We're going to play. Um, Alkaline Trio with uh, a song called Goodbye Forever, which we haven't heard on uh, Burden of Proof for a little while. So it's time for an outing again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here we go, Alkaline Trio.
was uh, Iron Man by Black Sabbath. I was surprised by that choice. Well, yeah. Um, is that was that written before the films came out, or uh, or was that from the for the? I believe soundtrack? I believe it's for the OST. Oh, really? The uh, official soundtrack. That's what us in the biz call an official soundtrack is the OST. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, Though listening to the lyrics, it seems like he's almost singing not about the comic book character. Yeah, that was the strange. It doesn't thing. seem fit at yeah. all. Very odd. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised by that. Um, it's uh, it's it's another popcorn comedy coming up pretty soon um, with uh, oh, the 23rd of March Wednesday the 23rd of March in the studio bar at Comedia uh, you can see it on the Facebook page uh, just type in popcorn comedy event at Comedia Brighton and uh, and it's going to be with uh, Horse and Louie who are uh, a brilliant sort of um, Flight of the Concords-esque uh, guitar sort of bass double act and what uh, date is it again? the Wednesday the 23rd of March excellent and uh, and listings are up on on various different places uh, for more information. But uh, it should be really good. And uh, the headline is a guy called Eric Lampere, who um, who looks quite interesting. I'll say. Well, no. it seems clear that you've, you've invested a lot of time making sure exactly what kind of actor it is. Well, he's 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 quite sort of uh, random thoughts, flighty. He looks quite strange. Uh, he's quite sort of skinny, big hair type thing going on. Um, and just kind of quite quite lanky and odd looking, um, but yeah, he seems he seems very sounds fun. delightful. Yeah, it should be really good. Um, so there you go. That's 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 my job done. Plugged. There yes, we go. Item next. Plugged. Next item. <laughs> do you want to do your wiki walk? Uh, not just yet. No. You don't want to do no. that. You don't want to do that yet. Do you want to do yours? No, you, you, I, I, you do yours first. I did mine first last week. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Um, it's also um, stuff coming up for the, um, the the festival brochure for the Brighton Festival. Is uh, is out now, and there's some very That's strange exciting. things. Yeah, I might be trying. Brighton Festival's always good times. Yeah, absolutely. I might be getting involved with some things um, for Brighton Festival Radio, which would be quite good. Which you can get involved in as well if you want. Hey, drag me along. Yeah, why not? You're nothing without me, Peterson. Yeah, I think that's probably true. To be honest, I'll just be flailing madly and yeah. um, and desperate for someone to ridicule. Yeah. Wondering why there's no noise in the headphones. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not why, talking. Wondering why all the levels have gone off because someone keeps making popping noises. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, so there we go. So uh, it looks like fun, doesn't it? Uh, today is the, the first time that I've noticed uh, people in town sort of just milling about, tourists taking photos of um, of the various different pieces of graffiti uh, that we have in Brighton that's always a, a clear sign that spring has sprung spring has sprung summer is on its way is that the urban equivalent of flowers blooming and things is the, the New Yorkers turning in, up and taking photos yeah, of graffiti the New Yorkers going up to Rhode Island to look at the leaves turning type thing yes you see what I mean yes yeah you're with you've learnt about American culture there almost exclusively from one episode of Family Life <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, essentially, I get all of my uh, American culture through eating their pancakes and watching Family Guy. Yes. Uh, almost exclusively. You, you can learn a lot about America just through their TV. Generally, Friends yeah. that'll give you a pretty solid idea of exactly what it's like to live in New York. Yeah, absolutely. Great fun. Is Great the fun. Answer. Very few ethnic minorities, it seems. No, as well. yeah, but um, yeah. And we watched the we watched the USA version of The Apprentice when we were around your house eating we pancakes, did. Oh, and that, that was, was bizarre. Part of our pancake day celebrations, we watched Apprentice <laughs> USA with Donald Trump that as was, his tradition. That was so bizarre. I mean, has that how, how long has that been going on? Four years and years, much like I mean, the, no, the, the well, this, USA this apprentice. This particular the, episode, oh, this particular well, that episode has been only no, going on for that episode. That particular, <laughs> come on, Reece. particular series. Oh, right, okay. And you mean series rather than season? So, yeah, just, season. I'm just trying to mess you up now. Oh, god, um, yeah, that particular season yeah. has been going, I don't know, 
you were a good few weeks in. You were near the end of it because there was any the end of the process. Because there was any, there was only like six of them left, wasn't there? Do they yeah, start yeah, with yeah. the same sort of sixteen and then whittle it down once well, a, they one seem a week? To start with more and bring more in. To be honest, it oh, was really? all a bit more confusing. And I haven't watched every episode. It's I've just, just far more. Bits and bobs. It's just far more pantomime. I think. Uh, well, that's what happens when you let Americans do things. The was, thing is, the original, was that the original? The original American Apprentice is considerably better than the original British Apprentice. Right. Entirely because Americans are better suited to that kind of program. Yeah. Because while you'll get British people saying ridiculous things and they do do a good line in that you know the little uh, for the British Apprentice kind of introductory yeah. quotes of like yeah. the first, my first word wasn't mummy it was money <laughs> stuff like that but it always feels a little bit laboured like they've really had to try and find a British person who's going to talk like that and they've yeah. kind of goaded them into it yeah yeah. Americans you don't have to they will all be saying things way before more ridiculous even, before you've that. even switched on the microphone they're already yeah. they're already going on about it and they'll just yell and shout about winning and they'll do things that I think would look hugely unprofessional in the in the British Apprentice's boardroom. Mm. Like when you've won a task in the British Apprentice's boardroom, the team will generally kind of go, yes, come on. yes, like a quiet little under the breath, yes, yeah, maybe look more at of each a other. more of a kind of like relieved, you yeah. know, like that could have been my head on the blocks, and may, maybe share a glance, yeah, um, of kind of we did it and maybe yeah. even a little kind of Henman clenched fist thing <laughs> yeah. one of those little cele- you know I like, I like the fact that Henman that is his thing that is his um, thing it's like a little micro celebration yeah, yeah. that's how they do it the US Apprentice understated they will quite shamelessly jump whoop cheer <laughs> hug and get, stand up get and some kind of big foam color. finger out and point yeah, at the yeah. other thing and they'll, they'll yell alright yeah really loudly I mean I haven't seen it yet but I bet there's an episode where they get right up into the face of someone in the other team yeah. and just start yelling loser at them or something like that. Yeah. I'm pretty confident that's happened too. They're just they're, and they're so they're just much better. Also, it helps that in on the we do our apprentice on the BBC. Mm. So they've got to be very careful about any kind of undue prominence of products. There's a really weird one in the last season where they had to sell to retailers. And they, it was quite clear they were selling to boots. Yeah. Um, but the BBC, they kept they, they mentioned boots once, and then yeah. after that they kept just saying, and the major pharmacy chain yeah. was also very interested, and deliberately not showing any of their branding. But it was obvious who it was, and it almost, it was jarring how much they were trying not to mention it. Yeah. Whereas on the US Apprentice, yeah. they're getting half their money from this kind of stuff. Yeah. So if there's a product involved or a shop involved, they will reference it continually. Well, I mean, the the, the one that I saw was um, the, oh, selling the, mouthwash, the smart they? mouth stuff, where, where the, the whole task was based around selling this new brand of thing and it wasn't like they'd come up with it themselves i think that's the thing with with the the british one i mean i've only seen one u.s apprentice i don't know if it's the standard thing throughout but with the british apprentice they actually have to come up with their own product uh, and they have to be a slightly more innovative in that they have to go right okay here's the brief come up with a product you know come up with the packaging the name for it you know the slogans everything for it whereas you know with the american one that we saw it was like here's a product this is what we do you now you have to just try and like pitch it and sell it and that, the, the supplement in the yeah. LA Times sort of thing um, well the other thing that happens though is that the budgets ramp up because it wasn't very good the one you watched wasn't a good example of this but they've done one where they'd be given there was one with Lexus I believe that to try and sell Lexuses right. and set up a whole event Lexi Lexi Lexuses <laughs> who knows Lexapodes yeah. they were selling Lexapodes um, and they were given I can't remember what the exact budget was but it was hundreds of thousands it was yeah. in, well into the six figures budget to organise an event, and each each team was given that to play with, and you just don't quite get. You're not going to get that on the bridge of Press. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to get that level. People of win by like twenty quid or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they and that's just their budget to spend on yeah. the event, and then they've got their sales of cars or whatever else they do. Um, and I remember one in the early seasons, and it, to be honest, the American Prentice has lost it. But in the early seasons, there was one where that to in design and build an entire interactive Macy's Day parade float. 
to advertise the film Zathura, which was like a futuristic Jumanji that you may or may not remember. No. Um, it was exactly like Jumanji. It was about a board game that some kids find and it sucks you into the world of a board game. Mm, sounds Except good. instead of the board game being Jungles with Robin Williams, yeah. it was Space with that bloke from um, Swingers. Who oh, yeah, John, John Favreau. Yeah, him. Yeah. I like him. He's good. Well, there you go. Swingers is brilliant, actually. Well, then you'd probably like the film right. Zathura. Which they'll they just do tasks like that. And Trump is considerably more mad yeah. than Alan Sugar. Because Alan Sugar... And Alan Sugar's got his like, hyper-modern boardroom. Whereas Trump's kind of gone back to a kind of retro-British, lots of big leather chairs and wood. Yeah. And slightly tackiness. It's, it's quite a it's quite a strange... Uh, it's quite a strange programme to watch, really. Because, like, like you were pointing out, there's... Um, there's very little actual attention paid to the task itself. Like the task is just, oh, yeah, yeah. just a thing that happens, and it's done. It's all over and done with in 20 minutes. But then there's so much of the sort of backstory of of them, and that they got their they like flew their parents out or something to yeah. sit with them uh, overlooking LA in the sort of like heat he- he- <laughs> of LA. Big smog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, so beautiful. Yeah, it's a it's a strange strange version. Well, they also they've introduced and they did this. I don't know if you've watched the US version of Big Brother. But they basically, because like yeah. the original series of Big Brother, and big, our own Big Brother strayed from this, but the first series was kind of a bit more of a, hey, it's almost a social experiment and we just evict someone. Well, that was week. when it was good. But you leave them to it, really, and you yeah. get the odd challenge. But in the, in the American one, straight away, they were like, no, we can't do that. We need to make it way more competitive. There's going to be a king of the house, which is a prize you win, yeah. and then you get to order other people around. And for The Apprentice, if you're on the losing team, you have to sleep outside <laughs> in a tent. So the losing team are all outside, like cooking on little stoves and yeah. showering in little like it's bizarre DIY I mean, it, camp. It's, I mean, it is still available on iPlayer, isn't it? So I believe um, so. Yes. So yeah, you can if it's you're bizarre. if you're intrigued by uh, sort of spending a, a very strange half an hour yeah. uh, with a with a with a format that you vaguely recognise, but it's just been distorted <laughs> yeah, beyond all wacky on acid style uh, style format of uh, of the BBC Apprentice. Then uh, then give it a watch. Plus That's Trump it. asking really inappropriate questions. Yeah, him. about about their relationships and stuff. Yeah, he's like, do you love her? He started interrogating this person during the "Are you going to get fired?" part about yeah. whether or not he loved another contestant. Mm. It's absolutely very strange. surreal. Very strange. Uh, and there's no Nick Hewer, obviously, uh, which which is a major down. That's a major down. It's mostly Trump's own family. Yeah. It's his daughter or his son. Yeah, his daughter's... Yeah, a bit scary. And his son looks like a mini him, unsurprisingly. <laughs> but I think I think his name is Donny. 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 pretty Trump. close to Donald. Does he have the uh, the, the shock of, of sort of sprayed-on blonde hair? Well, he has sprayed-on black hair, but it does look... He looks a lot like... Um, What's-his-face in American Psycho. He's got that kind of 80s, I've slicked back my hair and it's gone up in a little bit of a bouffon nice. kind of thing going on. That's a, nice, that's a good style. Yeah, it is. It is a good style if you're going to sit in a boardroom <laughs> and be mean to people. If you're going to be the son of a, of a multi-billionaire, that's pretty good style. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, we're going to carry on with uh, with a tiny bit of music before we go on to our regular segments of, uh, of wiki walks and better I'm numbers and stuff. Uh, in the meantime, I, I'm going to uh, just brush up on my on my particular wiki walk and also uh, try and locate a CD for listen play review. But uh, we've got a couple of songs. First of which is going to be uh, Regulate by Warren G. Second of which, not entirely sure at this particular point in time. We'll tell you what it was once it's played. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Regulators, we regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the E so I could get some phones rolling in my ride. 
chillin' all along. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked a left on 21 and Lewis. Some brothers shooting dice, so I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers pulled some gas, so I said, I'm stuck. Since these girls peeping me, I'm gonna glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to bigger, better things than some horny tricks. I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they taking Warren's wealth. They took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? They got my homie hemmed up and they all around. Can't none of them see him if they going straight down for power. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my strap and lay them busters down. They got guns to my head, I think I'm going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly, let me contemplate. I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate. Sixteen in the clip and one in the hole. Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Now they dropping and yelling, it's a tad bit late. Nate Dog and Warren G had to regulate. Switching my mind back into freak mode If you won't skirt, sit back and observe I just left a gang of those over there on the curb Now they got the freaks and that's a known fact Before I got jacked, I was on the same track Back up, back up, cause it's on N-A-T-E and me The woman to the G Just like I thought, they were in the same spot In need of some desperate help But Nate Dogg and the G-Child Were in need of something else was sexy as hell, I said, ooh, I like your size She said my chords broke down and just sing real nice Would you let me ride? I got a car full of girls and it's going real swell The next stop is the east side motel Like a box in the ring off 
wild for the swing off, you iced like a rapper in the video. Remove the silhouette, now you looking silly though. I turn like a mini face racist. Praise the Lord and steady as an atheist. I'm massive like an outstretched polar bear. Rappers, they feel me, girls think I'm teddy bear. She holds me, hugs me, leaks the drama that she loves me. Rough for playing like rugby. I wanted her ugly, needed her ugly, treated her ugly. Look, she's very, very ugly. Sexing her ugly, calling her ugly, sending back ugly. For you black MCs, who's getting that these nuts? Starstruck on the uppity up. Chicks clockity club. I vanish like ounces out the bottle. You blemish like a bohemic bottle. I tarnish like a worn out athlete. Bring you back to freestyling on the corner street skills. You ain't got him like a newborn. Muse the park on the ride like the Matterhorn. Now catch me. Jeep out Grand Cherokee. Hit the highway and you stare at me. Living like Earl. That's your life and time of a scientist. Bugging stance like a praying mantis. Short and size mentally gigantic. Best mechanic. The bridge. to be honest oh, right. okay. I wrote down their name on a piece of paper for you yeah, Masters of Illusion there you go thank you the uh, what is it the Boy Bronx Bridge the Bay Bronx the Bay Bronx Bridge the Bay I can't read your writing stupid childish writing that you've had since you were 12 um, yeah there you go I've so. had that writing longer than that that's about 8 <laughs> that writing goes back to yeah it's pretty good um yeah, it's a good song though isn't I it? do generally see uh, yeah children who've got better writing than you but uh, you know you are a school teacher that is so you, you're completely qualified to make that evaluation yeah. of my terrible handwriting okay. but it hasn't done you any uh, any harm so far so no if anything live it's and let an live, advantage because yeah. people see that handwriting and they think right there's no way this person's a threat to me Yeah, he's clearly barely able to hold a pen <laughs> so I'll employ him because obviously I handwrite all of my CVs yeah well who doesn't yeah exactly um, otherwise it's very impersonal yeah, I, I, you know, I, to be honest, I, I I prefer writing things. I like writing things down. Uh, yeah, I, you don't get the opportunity to write things very much anymore, uh, and I think that is sad. You know, um, God, you're are, so old. How old are you now? Yeah, but the, you're not. But people's ability to write is just it's just just disappearing because Good, everyone don't need it. types everything. Good, and then don't need it. 
Oh, I've little tablets everywhere. We don't need to. Squiggly line appears underneath it, and they're like, oh, right click. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah, and good. Don't, and don't even bother trying to learn it once once they have got the squiggly line underneath it. Good, they don't need to. They moved don't on. Need to. No, no, indeed. Just like back in the day, it used to take you like five days to do your washing, and now it doesn't because we've got technology and stuff to help us with it. True, that is progress. Yeah, you're going. You're the person going. Oh, but I missed the washboard. Mm. It used to be have more character building doing that. Yeah. No, Reese. It's progress. Don't need to write anymore. <laughs> I think we need hands no. beyond to interact with our touch screens. Get rid of them soon. Yeah. Have everything read our minds. That'd be good. That'd be useful. Uh, so um, it'll be worrying though. I mean, if you if your mind strays during an exam, for example. Yeah. And you're writing from your brain, and you suddenly brain wanders off. Yeah. That wouldn't be good. And you got some weirdness. Yeah, that'd be very messy. It would be messy. So there's there's the thing you've got to think of the implications. Advantages and disadvantages. Exactly. Pros and cons. Cons to this uh, to this technology. Uh, so I, I thought I'd uh, let you take us on a, a wiki walk. No, because as I said, I did mine first last time, so you did your first this oh, time. Right, okay. Uh, mine was just, uh, just came about because wiki walk. Uh, just to explain it for anyone who wasn't listening yeah. last week is basically just a random page on Wikipedia we found ourselves reading. <laughs> uh, yeah, something that something that interests us and we think that might interest other people. Um, and mine came about as a result of uh, a friend of mine, uh, Jason, who once did a jingle for us that I've lost, but it was that brilliant <laughs> jingle. <laughs> I, came to. I do remember that jingle. I think we played it all of twice before you lost it. Yeah. Uh, so that, that is. And there you go. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's he's big into he's big into flying, and his his dad builds flying. Uh, well, his you his, mean like in planes, or? Uh, radio controls, uh, airplanes, uh, and his dad builds hovercrafts um, and like real them. ones or little well, ones? miniature like like small scale hovercrafts. Okay, because when you, if you say my dad builds hovercrafts, I'm going to assume you mean hovercrafts, not model hovercrafts. Model hovercrafts, right? Movercrafts, okay. if you will. Movercrafts, Fovercrafts. <laughs> um, Does that work? No. They're not quite hovercrafts. No, no. Oh. I'm I'm portmanteauing here. All right, sorry. Um, yeah, so um, so it's and it and he he showed me to this page on Wikipedia about the Ekrana Plan, which uh, is a great name for a band for a start. Uh, but it's um, it's it's a wing effect. It's a, it's a wing in ground effect vehicle, uh, and it's basically sort of halfway between a ship and a plane. Uh, and what it does is it uses it uses um, a high pressure cushion of air underneath the plane, but not actually like similar to a hovercraft does, but uh, it actually forces the air down underneath it so it's got um so it flies literally just about sort of 10 meters above the surface but they're absolutely huge and they came um and it was basically mainly uh, developed during um during the cold war by the soviets uh, and it was called this the major one the big one the akrana plan itself uh was called the the caspian sea monster and it could be seen sort of uh sort of flying sort of floating sort of flying across the uh, the Caspian Sea and they're huge as well absolutely massive like 550 tons and able to carry huge amounts of, uh, of, of military obviously they have military applications for these things and uh, and it's just an interesting thing because uh, it, it, you'd think it's much safer than flying on a plane because you're much closer to the ground and therefore in the event of a crash you're just going to dip in to the sea a little bit not quite crash into a mountain, um, but it seems that it's uh, they're not really used very often. Although yeah. although one was used on uh, one was sort of um, flown briefly by James May, I think on one of his. That's what I was about to say. I've, James I, I'm familiar with this plane entirely because of a BBC documentary, probably featuring James May. Was yeah. thing. But, it, but I thought the reason they weren't really used is because they only worked on like flat bodies of water, like the Caspian Sea. Yeah, and, had, and it had to be a lake as well. You couldn't use it on the ocean. You had to use it on a lake. 
Because you had to get the level of Yeah, I think, I think part of the reason is that the problem is because if it's obviously big swells and stuff. But it would be great if, they, if they was able to develop it so that they were able to fly a little bit higher. But I then think I guess it's a plane. But then, <laughs> I think <laughs> you just invented a plane there, really. Somewhere between, somewhere between it, but not like 35,000 feet high, but maybe sort of 50 feet so that they could just skim across I, the I think the amount of power you need, given that a hovercraft has to, I mean, it gets its lift by hammering air into the water and then lifting itself off of that. Yeah. The higher you want it to go, the much, much more work it's going to have to do. Yeah, that's true. So it's very, very difficult. Also, we already have those planes, as featured in Indiana Jones, that can land on water with the little, you know, instead of wheels, oh, they've yeah. got the little floaty things. But they're proper planes. Yeah, can't we just use them? You could get, like, a floaty jumbo jet. They're not very In fact, big jumbo things. jets do float. I've seen a little emergency card when I've flown on a jumbo that's jet. true. You get inflatable rafts, cut out the doors, and they float for a while. Do that ditched in the Hudson. In the Hudson, that floated. Yeah, that floated fine. So yeah. there you go. They don't need these ridiculous things. It's just, Tell I'll, your mate and his dad yeah. they've wasted their time. Well, this is probably why. Uh, this is probably why they're not in um, in, in in major sort of circulation. Uh, so there you go. The Akrana plan. That's my uh, that's my interest. It's a brilliant Wikipedia name. Akrana plan. Akrana plan. It's such a great name. Um, it so sounds like organogram, which was what we used to call when I worked <laughs> in shops. It sounds, it sounds like organogram. It does. Did you ever have you ever encountered an organogram? Um, no. It's it's an organisational diagram. We used to get them when I worked in shops, mm. and it would be like, oh, there's the organogram for the sweets display or something, and it'd be how you plan oh, things see. out. But you also get them in offices, like where you're going to put people sitting and things like that. Mm. Fascinating fact for you there. Fascinating fact. Uh, so uh, we we're fast running out of time actually. Oh dear! Yeah. Shall I save my wiki walks till next week? No, do it. do it. All right, fine. Do it. Um, as long I as spent, it doesn't take ten minutes. Then it might take ten minutes. Oh, well. I spent a while reading about, and this all started because of a brilliant book called London Labour and London Poor which is all about the kind of 19th century um, London and how ridiculous it was and you kind of forget how quickly all of our attitudes towards various things have changed but the area I ended up looking into because it, it was also because of a very old pub I went to in London and I read that there's a pub called the Dog and Duck and there's quite a few pubs especially in rural areas called the Dog and Duck mm. and I learned that that's because of Is um, that the one in Hollyoaks as well? I don't know I've not watched Hollyoaks right. since I was a about 12. Anyway, when carry it first on. Launched. Running out of time. Sorry. Well, you sidetracked me with the Hollyoaks chat. I haven't <laughs> even got to my subject yet. But what I ended up reading about, and it sounds really quite horrible, but I do find them fascinating, are the really old, like 19th century and much earlier than that, like 16th century blood sports people used to play with animals. Mm. But the pub, if you see a pub called the Dog and Duck, the reason for that is they used to do a thing called duck baiting, where they would pin a duck's wings so it couldn't fly away, right. put it in a pond, and obviously it could paddle away, and then they'd set a dog after it. And then the duck could dive to get away from the dog, which it invariably would do because the dog was going after it. Right. Um, and the dogs dogs aren't as good at diving. Don't the ducks need their wings to dive, though? No, apparently not. Yeah, right. Apparently not, according to the, the Wikipedia article about duck baiting, um, which Clever. is what I ended up reading. Clever duck. Um, and, and they used to gamble on it. Apparently it was about 50-50 whether or not the dog would, dog would catch the duck or give up. Yeah. And they used to gamble on it. Um, and it was quite a big thing. It was very popular. What and that's did the dog of, do to the duck when he caught it? I assume it would kill it and bring it to you because it would be a yeah. dog that was like a ratter or whatever you know just like right. dogs were trained at the time to hunt all sorts of animals sounds very cruel hugely cruel <laughs> but that's the, that's the thing I was reading about like you know historical blood sports yeah. but the thing is how matter of fact they were like royal family enjoyed these, these games they were mm. great fun everyone gathered around bring the family but the weirdest one that I read about after that was fox tossing Right. Which is, yeah, which is where they used to get a piece of sheet, like a big, I don't know, cloth kind of thing, yeah. and lay it across the ground. And you'd have two people. They used to play it in mixed doubles, like tennis. So you have right. one man, one woman as a couple playing for fun. 
And then they would release a fox. They do it with other animals, badgers right. and all sorts. They do it with wild cats. Foxes have got pretty good aerodynamics. Yeah, foxes they. were the most popular, and the sport was known as fox tossing, but they do it with other animals. And they would release them from a cage and have them run across. And as they run across your bit of cloth, you had to tug as hard as you could. <laughs> and then they'd have a competition to see how high they, high they could fling the fox. Yeah. And they were Did it generally records. go straight up? or? Well, this is part of the, the skill, I suppose, yeah. of this obscene game. Um, and they used to do that all the time, but they'd have huge events. And they do different animals, like I say, they're badgers. But there's a brilliant re- account, if you look up fox tossing on Wikipedia. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? There's a brilliant account of um, when they did um, wild cats, which is apparently the grandest one you could do, because you have to import them in order to fling them into the air as part of your ridiculous non-sport that you somehow invented. Um, but there's a great quote, and it's written in that kind of... I haven't got it in front of me, so I can't do it justice. But it's written in a kind of perfect old-timey way about how the wild cat isn't really suitable for this. It's like, although the wild cat may seem exciting, it won't be satisfied until it's sunk its claws and teeth into either the face of one of the flingers or grabbed hold of the cloth itself. And as such, it is impossible to get a good height with a wild cat. <laughs> a fox is much better suited to it. They're just absolutely surreal sports that you play. And there was a report on one bit of one of the Roman emperors. This is how old this was. Roman Emperor Leopold I loved fox tossing. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. I and heard that somewhere. There's an account, and he's a Roman emperor, of him. What would happen when the foxes landed? Inevitably, they would die or be horribly wounded. Depending on how good at tossing the fox you were. Well, yeah. Evidently. But inevitably, the fox was. And then, just to add to the misery and horror of this sport, local kids would then run in and beat it to death. <laughs> along with, and the phrase is used, was that the court dwarves who a king and an emperor of that era would have. They'd all run in and beat it. But there are reports of King Leopold used to join in with like the local children in beating a fox to death on the ground which is considered quite undignified for the time because he shouldn't be consulting with them yeah. but it's just absolutely bizarre he, yeah. that it wasn't that long ago this was considered a completely reasonable well, well, Roman family gathering well, but the fox tossing goes right the way forward to um, it was really popular for ages and ages and ages so that Roman times is like one of the earliest accounts of it but there's much more recent ones huh. that's just surreal that's mental I, and I've read about lots of other ones including um, goose pulling and uh, cock throwing Cock throwing. Which, um, We're not even going to go there. I don't think we have time for me to go into. And uh, obviously not endorsing this horrible, but it's just surreal how matter-of-fact it was and how it was just a recognised sport. They've got like, local newspapers reporting on, oh, this weekend's fox tossing. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, um, you know, obviously it doesn't involve animals, which is good, but one of the things that I really have been meaning to do for years and years is go down to Gloucester for the cheese rolling thing. Yeah, that would be good. I'd love to. I'd, I'm, there's no way. I'd, I'd like to watch it. I wouldn't like to. To there's a lot of broken bones in the cheese. Yeah, room. there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of crazy people doing that. But that's that's always been something that I thought. I think God, that would be a good holiday. Just as a quick aside, goose pulling still popular up to the American Civil War. Yeah, they were still doing goose pulling then. What's goose pulling? You hang a goose above a road, right. by string, yeah. and then you basically oil up its head and neck in grease, and then someone has to ride a horse as fast at full pelt gallop under it. And then reach up with one hand and try and grab and pull off the goose's head. And this was popular for decades. But the goose's sport. head is greased. It's greased to make it more difficult. Right, yeah. Because um, they went through loads of geese before they Yeah, before they started it. greasing the goose. This is far too easy. Yeah, and obviously the goose, uh, they st- and they still do it now in parts of Europe, but they do it with a dead goose. Mm. But when it was alive, obviously the goose is flailing around a lot as well to add to the challenge yeah. of this, uh, what you'd kind of maybe consider calling a sport. It's just bizarre. Yeah, it may, I mean, fox hunting seems weird enough, but you look at some of these old ones. But We were doing mad things to animals. <laughs> Horrible, weird, mad things I do, to animals I do like, throughout history. I do like the idea of, 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 <laughs> of like 
like shipping shipping some like lions and jaguars and stuff yeah exactly just you know thousands of miles exotic <laughs> just animals just fling them with a cloth well uh, and that's the thing when um, there's a recent thing in a Turkish zoo where a uh, tiger snuck into the lion's cage and killed one of the lions yeah. um, but I was kind of reading re- matter of factly known that tigers can take lions because back in the old days at London Zoo they just oh yeah put two in a cage see what happens let them have a fight do tigers always beat lions yeah tigers always beat lions apparently. how come apparently they're just stronger bigger Better mm. at fighting. I think well, maybe maybe it's because tigers uh, tigers are a, a sort of lone nomadic sort of creature, whereas lions they, they get a little bit too comfortable in their oh, pride. Oh, you reckon they become like suburban? Yeah, they become well. soft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they tigers get... also have bigger muscles and they're better built. Like, they've got more muscles in more places that make them better at killing mm. stuff. It's a shame they didn't make make themselves a liger because that would have been good. Well, exactly. And that's the other thing that used to happen a lot more was you get weird crossbreeds. Mm. So you can get ligers and tigons. Yeah. Both of which don't tend to survive. No. But they did once manage to breed a lie ligon, which was a lion bred with a ligon. So it was like three quarters lion, one quarter tiger. God, that's weird. But it? one of them gets really big, and one of them ends up really small. Yeah. Because if you get it's the it's the it's if you have a female tiger and a male lion, or it might be the it might be the other way around. Thing. But you end up one that's tiny because it's got double the kind of growth the restriction. Small, the small genes in it. Yeah. yeah. And the other one goes never stops growing because it hasn't got one at all. Yeah. And they get massive. I think it's ligons that get massive. No ligers that get yeah ligers get massive. <laughs> yeah. And tigons are small, yes. uh, but still probably pretty ferocious and probably pretty tricky to flick with a cloth. Uh, yeah, I don't know that they that ever tried fox tossing with one leg. I think wild cats was as adventurous as they got. Yeah, indeed. But uh, just bizarre. I, and I find it very interesting that people, this kind of stuff was completely acceptable in relative terms not very long ago. Yeah, in the UK especially as well. Where yeah, we're yeah, also, yeah. you know, animal loving and all that sort of stuff. Um, good. Well, thank you very much. That was a very interesting wiki walk. And it's meant that we haven't got time for uh, Better Late Than Never or Listen Play Review. I did tell you. Okay. It might go on. Yeah, it did. It did. I didn't even get into the uh, cock throwing. No. Uh, that's a wiki walk for another day Uh, right so uh, thank you very much for joining us Uh, we've been Burden of Proof and uh, and we're going to just leave you with with a Flight of the Concords tune uh, at the end uh, I'm afraid those listening to the repeat on Tuesday will not hear this (laughs) I love the way you go with the people listening to the repeat (laughs) 